Welcome to season two of the Get Set podcast, an old girls entertainment production. We're so excited to be here and talking about our experiences as three women in the TV and film industry. Today, it's Jess and Mo here, and we are covering something we preach quite a lot here on the Get Set podcast, mental health. Yes, and here to coach us through our mental hurdles, leaving us with tips and tools to sustain our mental health through the valleys and peaks of this industry, we have Reverend Dr. Layla. She is a doctor of clinical psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy and a subject matter expert in energy-based psychology, a professional psychic reader and healer mixing Eastern philosophy with Western modalities. So welcome, Layla. We are so excited to have you. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. All right, let's get started. We we gave out the title and everything, but we want to know a little bit of like who you are, where you're from, um, and how you got your training. Basically, everything to kind of get you to like where you are now. Oh my. Um, Maybe not everything. <laughs> <laughs> not everything. We don't need the whole thing. So let me start with uh, the spiritual aspect. Being a professional psychic and spiritual healer that road i guess started right around the age of 10 when i first learned about astrology and that runs in the family through my aunt and every summer she would just talk about astrology and she's an astrologer as well and she's still constantly you know just updating her information so i grew up with that first um and then right around 14 i learned what a psychologist was and I actually um, went to a family therapist, a family clinical psychologist, you know, just family getting divorced, going through some difficulties. So sending all the kids to make sure we're okay. And I just thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. I mean, she just seemed to know everything. And I'm like, are you psychic? She's like, no, this is just you know, <laughs> this is the dynamic of your family and this is what's happening. So at 14, I decided, I need to become a doctor of psychology. Um, so those are both of the practices. So learning about, you know, our unconscious mind, learning about, you know, human behavior. So that became an interest and a hobby right around 14. And then in high school, I took some, um, some college courses in psychology and then all the way. So from, you know, the very first day of school up until I got my doctoral degree, it was, it's all psychology based. I didn't do anything else on the side. It was, I was just submerged and obsessed with it. You knew what you wanted from the beginning. I knew what I wanted from the beginning. And then just to make money on the side, um, right around 17, 18, um, people started coming to me for actual professional readings and they started tipping me. And then people started referring other people and um and then that led to providing healing work you know because when you see something psychically and we can get into that later for the people that are like i don't believe in this and that is okay you don't have to <laughs> i am an advocate of just believe in whatever works for you i started seeing you know certain health things coming up so if anybody's familiar with uh the medical medium that's how he actually became a medical medium so a psychic medium that could see um health related issues even though he's not a doctor um but you know so things just both started progressing so while i was going to school during my masters i was supporting myself as far as you know readings healings and then during my doctorate's program i learned about energy psychology and 
it's not exactly esoteric based because you're not supposed to mix both. It's very taboo, I found mm. out. In the, <laughs> in the US probably only, right? I mean, I'm just guessing because my um, one of my family members has a master's degree in yoga therapy mm-hmm. and they went to a hospital in India where they did mix like Eastern and Western medicine. And there are, you know, natural homeopathic you know, mm-hmm. remedies for things. We're just getting off topic, but it's, you know, th- there are other avenues out there. But it, it, no, this is actually very much on topic because um, you're talking about the rest of the world and what they believe in versus what America and the United States believes in. And there is a huge segregation. There's a huge um, separation of beliefs. So yeah, most of the world, they actually cope better because they have that spiritual belief Mm. because they understand yoga and ayurveda you know so ayurveda is more like holistic medicine so if you you know eat for example watermelon and cucumbers to calm and cool down your body or chili pepper i'm making very simple so for all the ayurvedic professionals (laughs) (laughs) um you know like chili pepper to heat up your body so you know that's normal around the rest of the world but in the united states it's uh, take a Prozac, take a Wellbutrin, mm-hmm. take a, you know, you know, t- basically, basically take something for your depression or your anxiety. It's all medical based. It's not holistic based. Mm-hmm. So it very much, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, so how did you go from, so you were doing, you know, readings, you got your doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. So how did you go into being a psychologist that you are today and helping people? And what do you see with creatives because you help a lot of creatives. How do you, um, is there a common thread there that you see that there are sometimes that creatives are struggling with most or where do you think that they need the most support? Well, let me actually explain why I became passionate about helping creative people. Yes, please. Because when I was doing my master's, I was also in acting and I needed a creative outlet because just the program of you know your master's and your doctor's program, um, it can be just so dry and it can just kill your sense of creativity. So I went into acting myself. I went into singing. No, I was just going to say we met in one of Lilac's classes. Plug for <laughs> Lilac. You'll hear her on this season of the podcast. But yes. <laughs> yes. So the reason I love working with actors is actually originally while I was going to school, I needed a creative outlet. And my friend that was in stunts got me further into acting. She's like, oh, you should try out acting. And I was like, okay, fine, let's try this. Okay. And it was so much fun. And it was also very stressful. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was very stressful. And my heart just went out to all the creative people mm. because this is California. There's a lot of actors, there's a lot of creative people. And then when I started actually doing my clinical work, like the doctoral work, not just the marriage and family therapy work, um, I ended up somehow either was very um, like spiritual people coming to me or religious people, or they were people that were coaches, um, musicians, pianists, dancers, ballerinas, um, writers, producers. I don't know how they found me. It just happens. And my heart went out to them because there's a person that's creative. So this is for everybody in the industry. If you're creative, there is something so deep down in your heart, so deep down in your gut that 
you have to get it out there. And some people don't know how to get it out there. And that's what we're learning to do. Either becoming a better actor or actress, becoming a better writer, you know, getting what's inside out more eloquently, like more beautifully, right? And or, in a healthy way, instead of finding maybe other outlets, you're targeting it towards this, you know, artistic medium. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you just reminded me back when I was working with dual diagnosis patients. So like, you know, um, substance abuse and mental health. Mm -hmm. um, one of the main things that I saw was some of these people were so creative. They were so mm. talented, but they were overwhelmed by their own emotions, by the world. Um, I mean, let's face it, the world of like AI, social media, I mean, even for someone like me, that's a professional in every single way. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> like, I have to get out of here, yeah. you know? So we are on overdrive. Our body is not meant to be on overdrive. It's 24 seven, 24 seven. And what I'm noticing people doing to relax now is they're going on TikTok, they're going on social media, and then, then they're comparing themselves to the person that's perceivably, it looks like they're more successful. It mm. looks like they have a happier life and we're just accepting what we're seeing without questioning what's really going on. Mm. Yeah. Right. Same thing. I'm sure that you've encountered with your um, family and relationship uh, therapy. I mean, we hear this all the time, like the couples that look the happiest on Instagram. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> like what is doors. And then too with creatives, I mean, there's a push to put your stuff on Instagram because if you're not being seen, mm -hmm. then you're not, then you're not doing the work It's part of the like your creativeness or creativeness or, but part of what you're creating is meant yeah. to be put out there and be seen. Right. Right. And so, and that's also how people define success is how many people have like seen it and stuff like that. How so, many I mean, followers you have. Right. Right. Exactly. And so, um, I mean, even before social media, if you look at box office numbers, same thing, you know, mm -hmm. that's what they're, they were calculating how many people have seen your stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, and we've yeah. said this before in the podcast and it is true. Like you are your own business. And so, you know, realizing that Instagram and social media is not a hundred percent what's reality, but it is the business of that person. And even right. if they are a, uh, what, what do they call them? Influ yeah, influencers, influencers, or even if they are, <laughs> why was that word so hard to find? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, millennials. <laughs> Um, even if they are a oh, public figure, mm -hmm. you know, that public figure is an image, right? Right. Um, it's an act. It's an act. It's and an so act. And an ad and an ad. So maybe just to segue into this really quick before we get back to what we were talking about. Sure. How do you coach your clients to handle the pressures of social media or, or maybe self doubt and see, or self criticism when they, you know, see, oh, this person is booking all the time, or they look just like me. Why didn't I get that role? Yeah, Why are my reps not working for me when they, What you makes know, them better? Exactly, exactly. That's a really, really wonderful question because I think this goes to everybody, not just people in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. um, when, first of all, there's a lot of, a lot of the people that do come in, um, it's not just coaching work that I do, but I actually help them understand where they're stuck. And then I go into not just conscious work. So conscious is, I ask you a question, you automatically know the answer. You just know it, right? It's our day-to-day -day life. 
Um, what's your routine for the day? What did you have for breakfast? That's your conscious. Your conscious is aware of everything. The light is on in the room. Then you have the subconscious. Sorry to sidetrack, but just to explain. Then you have the subconscious. The subconscious is, I feel a certain way, but I'm not sure why. Mm. But it's easy to go and explore it. So that's that feeling when you're scrolling on social media. I have this feeling in my body or I'm feeling uncomfortable or I'm irritated and upset, but I don't know why. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a feeling you just don't know why. That's your subconscious. Your unconscious is um, you have zero clue. The lights are off. It is somewhere dark in the closet. It's probably that little corner in the closet that you haven't even looked at in years and doesn't, you don't even know that maybe like a spider is sitting there and like just hanging out in the corner. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like complete and utter um, blackout. So my work is more in depth. So what I like to do with each individual is we start talking about, for example, what are they feeling? Help them become aware of their body. So as you mentioned earlier, you know, being a subject matter in energy psychology is alternative formats. It's not talk therapy. It's um, body awareness. Your body holds trauma. It might hold something from childhood. We have to explore that, uh, get to the core, mm-hmm. right? And you might not even realize it. Suddenly, you'll, I've had clients be like, oh, I had this dream last night, and I completely forgot that so-and-so locked me in a closet, and I think I was three years old. And so now every time I have to do this thing, I have to keep it very general. Sure. Um, and, and so now whenever I have to do this thing at this concert, I notice right before the curtains come up, I freeze. Mm. Like this is not something your conscious is going to be aware of. But once you link everything together, this is the benefit of therapy. Yeah. Okay. That's just the benefit of therapy. But when you're scrolling and when you're looking at something, um, you want to take a step back. So something you can do on your own is even if you're feeling anxious or you're resisting the emotion, Put your phone away for a second. Ask yourself, what am I feeling? And you can do something from like, okay, how am I feeling from the top of my head to my throat, from my throat to my shoulders, shoulders to torso, torso down to my knees, knees down to my feet. Are my feet constantly pitter-pattering? Am I um, Fidgeting. fidgeting? Is my breathing short or am I relaxed? And you can actually alter that. So it's really, you see it everywhere. Like five second deep breath in, Mm -hmm. you know, slow breath out. You're controlling your heart rate. That's one thing. That's just the physical body. The other thing you want to look at is remind yourself that social media is an act. Mm -hmm. A person is picking what they want and they're posting it. I can tell you from a professional perspective how many clients social media I've seen and I have all these followers and it looks like they're doing amazing and they're depressed Mm -hmm. and their relationship is not going well and they've edited the photo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They've edited the video. People don't always look that amazing and if they do more power to them, Mm -hmm. but we are our own unique individual. Mm So the main punchline is instead of focusing on how much better somebody else is, that person put so much effort into that one photo. 
it took them probably 30 minutes to an hour to get that one photo up there. That is their job. That is what they're doing for work. Mm -hmm. So if you see social media and TikTok and YouTube and everything as this is actual work, this is like going and preparing for an audition, getting yourself out there and doing that type of work. Yeah. So if you see it like that versus this is my real life, it becomes easier. Mm. If you realize, oh, this is my face, this is my um, second personality. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people get stuck on, yeah, but it's not real. So a lot of people that get triggered can also feel like, yeah, but I don't have anything great to share. Well, put something up there, even if you put up a drink. Mm -hmm. Start off with something small, mm -hmm. right? Because this is business. It is a business. I am not a huge social media fan. <laughs> and I've been telling myself for a long time to put stuff up there. And I actually decided, so I'm saying from personal experience, sure. my whole business is through word of mouth. Mm. And well, your website is gorgeous, oh, by the you. way. Thank you. But um, yes, yeah, of course, people are going to refer you because, you know, they found someone that can really help them and like people want to help each other. But I mean, yeah, your website's gorgeous. Just oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I did. I, I did work hard on that. It's I yeah, was it's like, I wanted to feel stunning. like, yeah. ooh, like a breath of fresh air <laughs> and easy to navigate. Super easy to navigate. Anyways. Yeah. Thank yes. you. No, I, I, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but what you're saying about like viewing it as, cause it's almost like viewing not as like yourself, but almost as like a character, right? As a character. For the, for the actors out mm -hmm. there or, um, or like maybe if you're a writer or something like this is yeah like you're writing a character or whatever, mm -hmm. you know versus mm -hmm. versus yourself it's an act like you said it's an act so it's scary to put it yourself out act. there yes yeah. embrace it as an act yeah. because it's scary to put yourself out there mm -hmm. not we don't have to see every every little detail of everyone's life right some people can do that and that's great but I cannot <laughs> <laughs> and and legally I'm not allowed <laughs> so, you know. um so you know it's I think I'm I, I actually just realized I'm gearing towards the people that are more shy mm. um so if you want to start off with something for those that feel frozen in the business for those that feel stuck start off with you can always put a cute animal video <laughs> you can put a cute um what you drank or scenery that's a good start so i believe the best way to get yourself out of being stuck is baby steps yeah you know acknowledge instead of putting yourself down for those that are or feeling not good enough or just this person's better but nobody else is you mm -hmm. nobody else has your experience nobody else is going to have your shyness your confidence your look nothing Mm -hmm. nobody has your 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 um thumbprints mm -hmm. our thumbprints are so unique yeah well and what you're saying too is like it's really interesting because we had an episode where we talked about self-doubt on season one it was our 15th episode our finale for the oh yes, yes. but it was about overcoming <laughs> doubt and mm -hmm. one thing that i mean i always say is like for people who are like afraid to put themselves out mm -hmm. there in whatever capacity whether it be social media or like or, trying to do a film or, or networking like jessica and i go to networking events and for the first 30 seconds yeah. we're like oh, why are we here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah so like and my thing is i'm always like oh you have to like you just have to start you just have to do it yes, and you you're do say that a lot i do say that because i know also i feel like too in I mean, my own struggles, my own 
uh, worry of starting right. was like, I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not going to be good. It's like, I have to wait until it's like right or whatever. Right. But I've always said it was like, well, your first is going to be bad. Like it's exactly. fine. Like, like your first post, you might not keep your, that cute animal pick up there forever, but right. it's your first and you're, you're starting. Right. So it's getting you comfortable on whatever track you're trying to, to go down. I love that because how many people who went viral on TikTok and have all these followers deleted like the very first couple years of the stuff that doesn't match them Yeah, they anymore. have millions of followers and then you look and they have three videos and you're like, wait a second. Exactly. <laughs> well, and then they, they theme out their like Instagrams and everything so mm-hmm. it all looks the same. And if it didn't look the same, then it's out, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. constantly evolving. Um, what you're describing is giving yourself room to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we're human. And, this, and you're going to make mistakes and it's best just to do it. And then that way you learn from it. Exactly. I mean, look at us right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have I fumbled or we're yeah. fumbling? It's called just having editing. A time. <laughs> it's called, thank you. But that's true. It's yeah. called editing because this is work. Mm-hmm. This is work. It's fun work. But, you know, um, it's work. Speaking about having, you know, being able to edit or go back or make mistakes, um, it kind of goes in line with you know, having control in your life mm-hmm. or where can you find control? Can you just talk to us a little bit about that word? Control. <laughs> control. <laughs> My favorite word. So everybody has a relationship with control. So what is control? Control is someone or something above us um, tells us what to do, mm. right? That's the or what we can and can't do. Well, what a yeah. person can and cannot do. Right. So control is I don't have freedom. So if we look at it in that thought process, I don't have the freedom to um, do something, to not do something, or to think a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I guess there's so many different directions I can go with control. Where a person can have control, for example, in acting or entertainment is you're going to want to explore where you think you don't have control. Okay. So if you can give yourself that room, um, some people become too anxious and that's okay. That means maybe go for a walk and think about it. No music, no tuning out 10 minutes. Think about it. Where do I feel that I don't have control? It might be, real or it might be um it might be just a thought process right so look at that first i always think a list is helpful because then you can actually look at it and then you can look at or think about where do i have control right Mm -hmm. so if you have let's say anxiety so let's go back to the original topic let's say posting Mm -hmm. It might feel like, oh, well, I can't do it. So you're automatically saying that you don't have control over it. Mm. That's not true. The reality is, is you're having a hard time doing it. So let's look at how you can get to step one. Mm -hmm. That's one form of taking over, like having control. Right. Um, I I love loopholes. I love the gray area. (laughs) So if there is a higher up, if there is, you know, for example, like, Again, everything that's going on with the entertainment industry right the now. strikes, yeah. Right. So pe- a lot of people are going to feel like they have no control. Right. But this is where I would recommend pushing the voting. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, being active about it, talking about it, 
putting it out there to the point where, you know, your mom and dad are like, okay, and your friends are like, okay, you're posting too much. This is annoying. It's like, just get the word out there, mm-hmm. right? This is where you have control. You have a voice, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Yeah. Um, another one is what was your original reason for being in entertainment? What do you love? So if it's a hiatus period and we do hear this, but where do you have control? We have control by posting things, getting together with friends. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have friends, because some people don't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's okay. Um, Finding a group, going online and being like, hey, you don't know me, but I'm looking to collaborate. Yeah. Well, and we've been on picket lines and they, people, you can talk, you talk to people, you sit there and you walk around and around and you start chit-chatting with someone and it happens. And it doesn't matter if you form long lasting relationships with those people or if those people are just, you're hanging out with them for an hour. Um, It does help to talk to others 100%. And even if you are like a solitary person, Mm -hmm. um, even if you're not an amazing writer like Jessica, uh, you could still write it out. You could still write your feelings out even though you're or what you're going through if it's hard to say those words out loud. Mm -hmm. If we could touch upon the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic, Mm because that was another scenario where most of the world, if I'm allowed to speak for most of the world, but a lot of us <laughs> felt like we were out of control mm-hmm. um, because we, you know, we want to do so much, but we had to stay at home. We couldn't go out that much unless it was for critical items. So a lot of people felt and that stuck. connection that you were talking about of like find a friend or find human someone. Connection. Yeah, people struggled with that a lot. It was mm-hmm. taken away for a lot of people. Right. So, so your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, mean, I have so many thoughts on that, which, so I guess my first thought is, um, granted the pandemic was, you know, a couple years ago, and it's crazy that it's been a couple years ago. It affected the entire world and mental health crisis was, it became at an all time high. Yes. Um, and I guess the joke in my head is like, it was as bad as trying to find toilet paper. (laughs) You know, know, it's, um, people were in such a crisis that they were either hoarding, um, they weren't aware of, like they were in survival. And I don't mean kind a mild survival. It was a very primitive survival. People Mm -hmm. not caring about other people. Uh, and only caring about themselves, abandoning friends, family members, because they were so scared. You know, you're the true core of who you were came out. And through that, many people dissociated. So the punchline here is even though the pandemic is over, nobody wants to talk about it, but that's because it was painful and we, it's difficult for many people to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's just like, oh, well, that was a while ago, let's not talk about it. Well, chances are there's some residual emotion there, so we can respect that. And we're, as a society, we're still feeling the effects of it. Mm -hmm. Right. 100%. We're feeling, as a society and personally, regardless of whether, like you said, we're aware of it or not. Right. It has affected how we engage with people. Exactly. Exactly. It, what I noticed is it has made us dissociate, meaning tune out, meaning if you were once present, enjoying your day-to-day life, suddenly you're not aware of how the day is going. You're not aware of how your friend's feeling. You're not thinking, oh, let me call this person mm-hmm. and see how they're doing. Our engagement with human interaction just dwindled. It just minimized, it depleted, 
And some people are still stuck in that phase. Mm-hmm. And us to like isolate. Isolation. And stay isolated. Oh, yeah. And we see it, I mean, because we don't talk about it as much with adults, I feel, in society. Mm-hmm. But the main focus has been kids, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, look at what's happening with kids and mm-hmm. then see that adults were lacking that social interaction as well. So with right. kids, often we see now that where they're coming back to school, mm-hmm. that they're, you know you know, inappropriately touching or mm-hmm. they're hitting each other or mm-hmm. they're not making eye contact. It's mm-hmm. because they lost one to two years mm-hmm. in their development stages right. of interaction with other kids, with other adults other than their parents, right. whether their relationship with their parents at home was healthy or not. Um, so looking at the effects of that and these growing humans and knowing that that still affects us as adults too. Right. Well, and bringing it, I think also bringing it back to the creatives. Um, we talk so much about on this podcast, how like the film industry is mm. so not solo. Like you have to have so a many, team. a team. And like, I mean, even like the writer's rooms having mini rooms versus like a full writer's room. Mm-hmm. That's what they're fighting for. They're fighting to continue or like, be able to continue to have like full writer's room with diverse people and diverse backgrounds and um, being able to have so many different voices in there versus three to four people and AI helping you out. And then, or even less than that and just have like a showrunner run it and it be a sole, you know, piece of work, which there are room, there's room for that, like in certain areas. But I think that as a whole, like most of our shows, like to keep them creative um, and exciting, we need, Humans. 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 Because (laughs) I I will show it. representing people. Yeah, humans representing the human experience would be great. 100%. We're just on the cusp of, like, actually inviting people of color and women Mm -hmm. to be a majority in those rooms. And And now you want to bring AI in? Hell no! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, I don't know. And, like, also, you know, as an actor, you're literally, I mean, obviously, unless you're doing, you know, some sort of, I don't know, like... CGI thing, but you're literally mm. talking to another actor. Like that's that you're portraying humor, human interaction. So it's like yeah. AI, AI, as we discussed, it can only regurgitate what humans have researched, developed, uh, the actor's voice, the actor's movement. CGI cannot be done without the actual actor. Just as a reminder. Yes. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> So in the end, AI does not have life without us as creatives. Mm -hmm. AI cannot evolve unless the human evolves. Technology does not evolve unless the humans create it. So I don't know where this um, power trip is coming from. Actually, I do. Um, (laughs) Actually, I do. It's, 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 we have come to an age where, I don't know if you remember, if, who was that comedian? I can't remember anyway, but it's like, first there was Amazon. Everything gets shipped to you. Then it was Amazon prime. Then it's Amazon prime now. And then pretty soon it's like, you're thinking it and it arrives to your door. (laughs) You know, we're in this era of, we have no patience Mm. and we're not, and we're, we've become lazy. It's that instant gratification. Yeah. Instant gratification and laziness. It's become that well, how much more can I tune out and relax and let now what AI do the work? Mm-hmm. So if five people are wanting to do the same concept or the same story, and then you give it to AI and fine, maybe AI can do 120 different concepts, but have you seen AI's work realistically if you played with it? 
a hundred of the 20 is like really crappy. <laughs> so I don't care that it's producing 120 different things, but in the end, it's all going to end up being the same thing. Mm. You know, um, back when I was doing my dissertation, we had a research literally like it was like hundreds upon hundreds and years of research and we had to keep going until it started repeating itself. Mm. That to me is what AI is. So it wasn't until I think like maybe five years later when new information came in that you can add something new. And now all the information that I put in to the dissertation and then after it published, um, a dissertation is basically like a really long, boring thesis, just so you know. <laughs> it's like a book. It's like a mini book. <laughs> it's a mini book. Um, so AI really can't take over in the long run. Or else we're not going to progress as a society. Well, we can progress Creatively. as a society, but the people that want to only use AI are not going to progress. They're going to come back to the writers and the actors and the unique individual. And, you know, society changes. Yeah. Well, what's scary, I think, right now, with the, now we're just talking about strike, but I think what's <laughs> scary now is, like, I don't think that the high-ups are, like, downplaying the need for, you know, a writer or a actor, but what they want is, like, strip them of, like, all their rights, basically. Like, use their mm -hmm. work for eternity and just pay them one day, essentially. Exactly. Right. And that's what, exactly. Which, it's like, oh. Okay, definitely not. And that's not, you know, it's just not sustainable for the person who has put their whole, their whole self into this, like whether it be their image or, you know, um, learning their acting skills mm -hmm. or learning their writing skills or, mm -hmm. the, or whatever it is, you know, learning their skills right. that they put their whole life into and then it being diminished to a day's pay. No, so, yeah, in perpetuity are words that we've said it on this podcast. Steer clear of the words in perpetuity in your contracts yeah. at all costs. Yeah. Um, how let's, can we talk about rejection for a little bit? So Absolutely. we're, um, we're, you know, we've talked about, you know, how we can kind of maintain a healthy sense of quote unquote control in our lives or how mm -hmm. we can feel you know, more at peace with, with the control or lack thereof that we have in our, in, in our careers mm -hmm. and in our life. So how do we deal with the rejection of really wanting something, really wanting to work with someone, really mm -hmm. wanting a role, and then just having it not work out for reasons most beyond our control most of the time. And most of the time you don't necessarily know why. <laughs> exactly. And and exactly. That's a perfect point. Mm -hmm. Not having the answers. You right. could kill it in a job interview. Right. You could be perfect as an act. Mm -hmm. You could actually be the best one, best quote unquote, and not get the job. Right. So how do, how, it, it's, it's, how do we deal with that? <laughs> BS. You're actually reminding me of a dear friend of mine who is in acting and is in touch with a producer and is dying to be this one specific role. Um, and again, being vague on purpose <laughs> and, you know, like already so many people want her to be this lead role and, you know, it's possible they might pick somebody else. And so again, I just have this person in mind where I'm like, Oh my God, the rejection would be so difficult. So how do we deal with rejection? First of all, let's remember that rejection is not, really happening in the here and now. Let me explain. Here and now. So you go for a role, you get rejected. Consciously, you're like, why did this person reject me? 
deep down what's happening subconscious, unconsciously is something in your childhood when you were rejected, something that said you weren't good enough. That's what's being triggered. So your body is actually having a reaction to something from your deep down childhood. Mm. It, it's it's a minor, it, it, it's like considered a small T, like a small trauma response. Rejection in our physical body. So in our DNA means back in the old days. So you know how we have like the caveman and then the fight or flight and mm -hmm. they explain that. So let me explain rejection. Mm -hmm. Rejection in the old days before we had independence and living in condos and having community, we lived in tribes. Mm -hmm. Tribes, if we were rejected, meant we were dead. It like either shunned from society. Literally. Shunned from society. That means we were either, you know, walking miles and miles through a desert, through the forest with wild animals. It meant death. Mm -hmm. Rejection meant death. It was like, let's see how long you can survive this. Right. Long. And so every time we're getting rejected for a role, that that DNA kind of gets triggered mm -hmm. because we still have that primitive, you know, setup in our body. Mm -hmm. So something to trick your mind because thank you for human evolution that ai cannot provide um, <laughs> love it it's just is, this ai, it's just AI. <laughs> you know it, it's it, it's it's a main topic so yeah. you know we're just gonna toss that in there, there. <laughs> just, just saying um if you see it again as before you go in it's a trial and error you know it's kind of like dating if when you back, I don't know if you, you know, if there's still like Tinder, what, what's out there now at this point, <laughs> One of the websites, um, I can't remember. <laughs> you know, you swipe right or left, but you're not thinking twice that you're rejecting the person right. and either you talk to the person who works out or it doesn't. So that is the most minor sense of rejection that I can kind of, you know, connect the two because the feeling of rejection is connected to, well, if I get this, it'll get me to this next stage. Mm. So ask yourself, why does this hurt? Mm -hmm. Does it hurt because it makes me feel like I'm not good enough? Does it hurt because I really wanted this role? And why did I want this role? Is it because I thought it was going to get me to the next step? Great. Is, is there another way to get to the next step? Mm -hmm. So does it have to be through this? Does it have to be, for example, let's say, you know, I'm huge on like Halloween and like all the alternative, you know, like any, anything sci-fi um, I love. So, so it's like, if Tim Burton refuses me and he's like, oh, there is no way I'm going to be ever working with Reverend Dr. Layla. Like, oh, hell no. You know, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, you know, we, cause he's already up there. So if he, let's say hypothetically declines me, mm -hmm. if he rejects me, it's going to hit hard because he's already up there. So then who else is going to want believe me? in me? Who or... else is going to believe in me? Who sure. Like we don't stop to think that there's another avenue. Mm -hmm. So, but we always, it goes back to control. Mm -hmm. I can't give my control. I can't give my freedom up to, for example, sorry, Tim Burton, but you know, <laughs> to, to, for example, Tim Burton, he is one avenue. He he's already a preset road, but I have to start looking at other avenues. This is where I take back my power, my control, and this is how I can put rejection aside mm -hmm. and actually feel better. Yeah. Rejection means 
I'm not wanted. It's invalidating. It's saying I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. Mm -hmm. So saying I'm not good enough, what that actually means is I'm not lovable. And if I'm not lovable, then I can't survive. So now that we have that concept, some people might be like, well, what the hell do you mean? I can't survive. Of course I can survive. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend loves me. My boyfriend loves me. My partner, my cat loves me. So if I'm rejected, I'm still lovable. So when you get rejected, remind yourself, you're still lovable. You're still valued. It might not be what that person is looking for. Whoever is, you know, the casting director or the producer, maybe they don't know what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're, you know, completely tuned out and you were right for the role. But for whatever reason, we don't know what's going on in their mind. We're or behind the scenes. Behind like, the scenes. Maybe they needed a name. Like, and that was the whole thing. Right. They just needed someone famous to get. Legally, yeah, at least for actors, especially when it's a union job, legally you have to audition people, to exactly. my understanding. They could someone yes. could already have it in the bag and the contract could be drafted and just not handed over to them mm -hmm. yet. But legally they have to audition people. Same thing, I mean, not just with actors, same thing for just job interviews, mm -hmm. regular whether mm -hmm. it's in the entertainment industry or not. They have to interview a certain number of people. Right. And maybe you're just you know, a referral and a filler and you're the 10th person and they need to fill a 10th person on that spot. Mm -hmm. And it's already awarded to someone else. Right. But something that we've talked about in this podcast is every opportunity is an opportunity that you might reap the benefits of five, 10, one year from now. Right. You know, it's about winning the room mm -hmm. and putting out your best work regardless of, right. you know, the outcome, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can, yeah stand you know stand in your power <laughs> I, I think too because I mean just like an example that I think we've talked about before is like okay yeah so you didn't you're an actor auditioning for a role and you mm -hmm. didn't get this part but the casting director really liked you mm -hmm. and so maybe they keep you in mind for another thing or whatever yes. you know so it's about like again keeping those like human connections going and like maybe you're not working with them now but maybe you will work with them later mm -hmm. um yeah no, that's very true. Something that comes to mind is, um, I think it's really important for people to know, it's never about you. And mm -hmm. we internalize it. We make it about us. Because that's what we do as humans. Is there something wrong with me? Is there, did I do something wrong? Did I not say, you know, stop, you know, the line right on time? And did I not say it loud enough? Did I not say yeah. enough emotion? No, because chances are it's really not about you something's going on with like every like we said after the pandemic most people are dissociated mm -hmm. so we can't take things personal mm -hmm. and that helps take away the pressure and the negativity that we throw on ourselves mm -hmm. that well maybe i'm not good enough or it, it kind of matches relationships mm -hmm. why didn't he call me why didn't she call me why did they you know this and that and it's like chances are it's about them mm -hmm. versus you as a person so we never know. We can't take those things personal. Right. I did a job interview recently um, for the city, so not acting-wise, just for a promotion. And I scored second highest right after my mm -hmm. husband. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the main complaint was that one of the persons interviewing us, because it was over Zoom, was looking down almost the entire time mm -hmm. and on his phone mm -hmm. and you know, just me going through my training, like my actor, my acting teacher would do that just to test us to make sure that we were in it and focused regardless mm -hmm. of whatever the audience was doing. Right. And so I, I just took it as an act. 
Right. And I was like, I'm going to kill it. And, you know, and, you know, if he, I'm just going to assume that he's listening to me, I'm going to assume the best. And right. that one and moment that he's going to look up, you're going to be, be I'm, gonna, I'm still going to be present. Right. And then, yeah, me, you know, uh, we, you know, I scored very well. And people who didn't score well were like, I was so thrown off. He never looked mm -hmm. at me. He was looking down. I feel like he picked on me personally. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, you scored high. How did he treat you? Mm -hmm. And I was like, he treated me the same. Yeah. Um, maybe he was taking notes on his phone. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wasn't paying attention and he didn't want to be there, but I still tried not to let it affect me. And you know, the score will prove that. Right. So, I mean, just like a different, I mean, same thing in the entertainment industry. It happens for auditions. It happens for job interviews. It happens on set mm -hmm. where you're communicating something to someone, but everyone's in their own world on set. Everyone has a million things going at once. And it's like, oh my gosh, did the director talk to me like that? Cause they're mad at me. No, the director is orchestrating a thousand things on set. Which is so funny because I, and again, I think we've talked about this before, but like as women too, whenever, you know, you can just be like, no, I don't want that. And like, just go on with your day. And someone's like, what a bitch. <laughs> so like, oh my God. She's, did you see her not smile at me? And I'm like, oh my God. I don't have to smile. Like that, and that's, that's a clear representation of like it being a different. It's not about you. Yeah. Well, you actually brought up a really good point. Because we'll look at the person that's like, no, I don't want that because they know what they want and don't want. And we're like, oh, you're such a bitch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we're, you know, trying to put the other person down. I say just own it. Mm -hmm. Own it. Like, I, I, if somebody calls me a bitch, I'm thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you for <laughs> acknowledging that I'm confident in my bitch. choices. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you for, took, yeah. 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 Thank you for acknowledging that I'm confident in my choices. And thank mm -hmm. you for acknowledging that I'm being clear in my communication skills <laughs> and time efficient and spend time creating boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about, you know, dealing, you know, with the rejection. What about the other side of that? How do we define success? How do we deal with success once we have it? What, mm. you know, are we have everyone, I believe has a different version of success mm -hmm. and we have different successes along the way in our careers and in our personal lives. So, um, how do you see the scope of, of that and how that ranges in people's journeys with success? You said something really profound, um, that I just have to also add once somebody is success, successful, we then have to deal with how to cope with success because mm -hmm. that's a whole other category on its own. Right. Um, but what is success really depends on the person. For mm -hmm. some people, um, there's this one person, um, literally a regular, works like five, five days a week, seven days a week, like very consistently as an extra in feature films, mm -hmm. consistently. That is their career. And you know what? They're successful. And then somebody else turned around and said, well, that's not successful. Well, according to who? Mm -hmm. So I say you have your goal. So th this is where goal setting, um, where when you feel stuck, you know, it's, I like to look at the future. What is your goal? What is your biggest idea of success? Is it to be a A-list actor, actress going on the red carpet? Is it to be a series regular? Is it to have your own podcast? Like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, what is that? So. And it doesn't have to be perfect. We're going to change. Again, we're not AI. We are constantly growing and changing. Yes. Right? So what is it at that moment? 
Um, so you have a goal and you need to have marks, your daily mark, your weekly mark, and you go towards it. So for somebody, for example, that is severely depressed, success is I woke up in the morning, I brushed my teeth, I showered. And if I'm a creative writer, I got, I got on the computer or I took out a piece of paper and pen and I wrote something down mm. and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I don't care. They're like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm here to tell you, I don't care. I just want to know that you wrote something. What did that feel like? Great. Can we get to the next step? And then there's some people they are like, oh, I have an idea for the show. Okay, great. Next weekend is done. Whoa. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's amazing. So we can't, it'd be nice to be the person that can get up and do everything, but they have their own set of issues as well. You know, so you have to focus on where you're at, right? It really is about you. Mm -hmm. It's about you. Nobody else matters. If you see something as far as like where you would like to be, great. Don't look at that as far as like, oh, that makes me jealous. If it makes you jealous, great. Take it, use it as fuel and turn it into a goal. Mm. What is it about that that makes you jealous? We're meant to be jealous. It's not a bad feeling. It doesn't make us a bad person. Jealousy helps us go towards competing in a good way. If you're running and there's and you're jealous that this person is just a little bit faster than you, you're going to work harder. Mm -hmm. That's a fuel. Use it. Society is like, oh, don't be jealous. No, you know what? Be jealous and use it. You know, feel competitive and make that put a fire on your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <what's>, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So success is having a goal and slowly getting to it and acknowledging your emotions and taking care of yourself along the way. Mm -hmm. We forget we're not computers. We're not going to get up every morning and do the same thing. Um, some days, you know, are we're tired. We some days we have to add rest. Success also is, hey, I let myself rest today. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I let yeah. myself rest. You know, I, I can't tell you how many, you know, a, a dear friend of mine, um, she's she's huge on like um, acting for marketers, mm -hmm. marketing for acting. <laughs> right. Marketing for acting. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, it's great. She's like every day do something. I understand that. But sometimes we need a day or two off to do nothing and to do self-care. That is a part of our job. Yeah. Our job is self-care. We are human. Mm -hmm. So we need to go for a walk. We need to disconnect from the world. Whatever it is that may, like, if you're an extrovert, great, hang out with your friends, get that energy. If you're an introvert, have some alone time. That is a part of keeping your mind, your body, your spirit, like, fully charged so that you can do the social media, so you can deal with the rejection, so you can go out there and do what you want to do. Mm. Yeah. So the rejection is not about you. It's not. But the success is all about, That's about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, Thank you. I think what you were saying too of like sometimes like especially like if someone's like depressed, like just getting up and like writing something down. Mm -hmm. Like and then, you know, like the other people can get it, you know, get a whole show made in a weekend sort of thing. Yeah. Like Jessica. No. <laughs> just but accept the compliment. But I think the thing is is like that's important too is like you don't have you can be both people mm -hmm. at sure. different stages in your life like maybe and on different days and on different yes. days yeah maybe today it's just getting up and writing something down like 
I love breakfast. I don't know. Whatever it is. Sure. You know, writing something that was me writing saying that, not just saying, <laughs> not stating that I love breakfast. Um, but yeah, like just writing something. And then, you know, in a year, two years, maybe you're at the point in your career where you have so many connections that you can just go in and into a meeting and pitch the next day, like whatever, you know, amazing mm-hmm. thing that you have. Or maybe that's never you. Maybe also you'll still like spend your full life like working on your one exciting I don't know that sounds really sad but you know um (laughs) your one thing and then finally getting to make it and like that's like the big you know because there are people out there even thinking of like novelists and stuff there's people who just write their one great American novel or whatever Mm -hmm. and then dip out they're like yep that was it for me like I don't have to always be doing um you know be doing writing to be a writer, I guess. Right. Yeah. And like you were saying, the goals change mm-hmm. the, um, and so then our day to day, you know, goal setting will change mm-hmm. and the requirements that we put on ourselves, the guidelines or whatever, the steps mm-hmm. that we're supposed to hit. And it's like, too, like being an actor, just because you're not on set every single day, doesn't mean you're not an actor Yes, as well. Exactly. I was just going to say, you know, I remember, um, and I'm sharing this, I'm, I want to be transparent in hopes that somebody will benefit off of this. Um, I remember going through my program, my entire school, it's, it's a long ass school program to get to the clinical work. I wasn't allowed to also be an actor. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to also sing. Really? I was not allowed to be me. You know, it was like I had to be. Um, this blank canvas, which in a way I understood, Mm -hmm. but I had to erase and hide every aspect of who I was. There was, um, I wasn't even allowed to share the part of me that is a core part of me since childhood. Your artistic part. My artistic part and also my intuitive side. Mm. You know, there there is a reason why I have a business. (laughs) (laughs) So why, why though? Why were they saying that? I think that's, that's a wonderful question. I believe society thinks that if you are one thing, you cannot be something else. Yeah. I do think, and I've noticed that also in entertainment. Um, it, I won't say who it is, but you know, it was a really popular show back in the day. And I auditioned for one of the casting directors. We got along so well. And he's like, oh, so what else do you do? And I said, oh yeah, I this was a long, long time mm-hmm. ago. And I was just like, oh yeah, I just recently finished my um, master's in psychology. And all of a sudden he stopped and he's like, oh honey, you're still green. Just do a few more years of acting and then get back to me. Because I had this other career because I decided I'm not going to be a waitress. And I'm, you know, if I'm, I just didn't want to be a waitress anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't want to do something on the side. I wanted to follow another passion. Yeah. But so punchline, um, don't let anybody tell you something that you are or you're not. If you identify as it, um, you know, again, it's follow through with who and what you believe you are. And yeah. I think also what you said is being in tune with what fuels you. You knew right. what fueled you. Right. Also, and multiple things fuel. Yeah. I think those us. people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I went, but here's the thing. Yeah. Like most people, like, I mean, I have a therapist. Mm-hmm. She's a woman, which mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm like, I want someone who understands like what I'm going through societally. Like Right. At least, I mean, maybe not everyone, like not all women think the same and like maybe they don't have all the same experiences, but maybe just maybe there's like some sort of connection, like, and more, more than likely there is, right. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of like 
understanding, right? Yeah. And then too, that again reminds me of like um, what you're saying with uh, with the entertainment industry, where it's like so much of the time it was, you know, the chick flicks mm-hmm. are like for the women. Mm-hmm. But the women are able to also go ahead and see like the, you know, the adventure movies and everything. But if a man, films. yeah, but yeah. a man couldn't go see the chick I'm going to be real with you. My likes. husband picks the rom-coms. Yeah. Like, I mean, he lo- <laughs> I like, we was, love watching them together. That was, I mean, <laughs> that's like a heteronormative and like maybe a 10 year ago type of like mm-hmm. thought process. But that's mm-hmm. what it was. It was like a 10 yeah. year ago thought process. And Absolutely. I'm sure some people still hold that. And then two, again, kind of like even on an actor note, if you were a drama movie actor, you were not going to be a comedy right. uh, TV actor, which is so limiting. I'm like, oh, God. but I think that, sorry, that like statement just made me so I was like, what the fuck? And, and <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this right now are feeling exactly the way that you're yeah. feeling. It, it's being categorized and put off into like some tiny little, I don't know, imaginary cubicle yeah. and feeling stuck. Yeah. And when I went, I, I went through this through high school and through college. It's like in, in high school, I wasn't allowed to do water polo and band and be in the plays. Like it called back for the plays and they're like, well, you can't handle it with your schedule. And I'm like, how about you give it to me and you could see what I can handle. Exactly. And then in college, when I moved from the musical theater track to the BFA straight acting track, mm-hmm. I still registered for dance classes and to get out of the theater building that I lived in 24 seven, I promised myself, I'm like, I'm going to take one physical sport kinesiology class a semester. So I did tennis and fencing and rock climbing and, you know, just something to get me out of that building because I knew I needed to recharge around maybe a different group of people, or just, I knew that physically, like I like to be physically active. So I, I just needed something else. Well, and we always talk about this, but if you don't live life, like beyond being just an actor or just a whatever, like, how are you supposed to like portray represent life or that? say it? Probably. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you doing all those skills and all those, like that means that you were able to like see a little bit of those communities and like, you know, experience that and what that may be like. I mean, and do that recharging or that release or that, you know, whatever, whatever you need so that you actually can progress in your career. Yeah. Right. So now we know you, you recharge by doing things that are very physically active. Mm -hmm. Whereas I recharge by, I need alone time and I need to sit down and do my meditations. Right. You know, right. I like doing physical activity, but every morning and every night I better have that window for my meditation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow, sorry, that got me so heated. Like that, I, I just don't like people you telling can't me. do all the things. I don't like people telling people right. that they can't do something. And but they yeah. do. And but That's they ridiculous. do. And, and it's in like, a yeah. bunch of different areas mm-hmm. too. Like it's not just here, not just your your um field or anything, but gosh. Jessica's really <laughs> riled up. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> and then I got started. <laughs> but I love the point that you made, you know. There's so many people out there ready to tell us what we cannot do mm-hmm. that sometimes we listen and we doubt ourselves. But how are you supposed to know if you can handle, you know, all those physical activities? Like, I know I can't handle all those physical activities, mm-hmm. but maybe you can. And how are you supposed to know if you can or can't if somebody says no from the beginning? Oh, yeah. I suck at tennis. I'll you probably have to never try do it, it again. But it, yeah. but I did try. You tried it. You tried it. And I I would 
love to hear and see more people give themselves that room before they decline themselves. They're rejecting themselves before they even try it. Yeah. Try something. And as you were saying, you know, um, it helps enrich your life. Yeah. You know, we, we need to get used to trying something and failing and it's not failing. It's, um, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's experience. It's learning, trying something new or just trying something again Mm -hmm. that you want to tackle. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, we want to open this up to anything you want to talk to our our amazing podcast listeners about, and then we're definitely going to plug all how people can find you. But the floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Um, any last words? Yeah. <laughs> any, any last words? Um, I really hope anybody that's listening is. Um, I really hope anybody that is listening to this podcast is even if you have just a hint of inspiration that run with it, take it. Um, you know, everybody has their own unique experience to offer this world and nobody else can be you no matter what color you are, no matter if you're male, female, transgender, um, anything, you know, it's, a you are so uniquely yourself that the world has plenty of room for all of us. This is not a competition. Realistically, there is enough room for all of us to put ourselves out there the way that we want. It's just a matter of taking the time to get there. So I hope anybody listening is going to give themselves that permission to step into what they want if they haven't yet. Um, And if you have, and if you're already busy with it, I hope you give yourself enough time and validate that it's okay to also take a break. Beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Snaps for that. Snaps. Okay. So, Doc, Reverend Dr. Layla, mm-hmm. um, your website is the, can you tell us your website and your YouTube and everything where to yes. find us? So, um, it's called the psychicology doctor. So the word psychic and ology. So the, mm-hmm. the ology of everything psychic and psychology based. So it's the psychicology Um, my Instagram is also the psychicology doctor and my YouTube is the same. Um, I You're may or t- may not rebranded at some point because it's very long, but it is it is trademarked. Yes. And, and we're going to link it below in the show notes. So if you're worried okay. about, if you're not the best speller like me, it's going to be, you just <laughs> scroll a little bit lower and click on it. And your TikTok is spiritual RX doctor. DR, or, yeah. yeah. It's spiritual RX doctor. So meaning spiritual prescription doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm always providing spiritual prescriptions and I always do my best to go the holistic route before somebody has to go on like, well, butrin or, you know, the expensive toxic things for your body. Mm -hmm. There are so many holistic avenues out there. Um, So again, I'm just going to apologize because I am one of those people that does not take the time to go on social media, but I will. So don't DM her, go to her website. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go to my website, send me a text. I think the best thing is to contact me on my 
number on my website. You can always send me a text message um, and then we can go from there. But I will hopefully take my own advice and start adding more on social media. Yeah. 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 So you can find her there. But yeah, the best the, the best thing, is, I mean, her website is so easy to use and it's beautiful and very straightforward. So um, it's a great resource. Thank you. I appreciate that. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We had lots of spirited conversations. Um, I didn't realize the pun. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. There you go. That was on purpose. Um, Anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Such a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Now go get set. Go get set. (laughs) Hey, wait. Don't leave just yet. We have more tips and mini episodes over on our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Come on. You'll be a member of our crew and have access to cheat sheets, budgeting templates, monthly updates from us, and so, so much more. So go ahead and visit us over at patreon.com slash oldgirlsentertainment. It's also linked below. Thanks.